Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. This is a church that exists to help people like you find the real life you were created for. And today we continue this series called The Contrarian's Guide to Real Life with a focus on contrarian wisdom. The notes to this message are available now at reallife.org along with the complete podcast of this series. Again, that's reallife.org. And in this first segment, Pastor Sean is going to share a song from one of America's great contrarians of the last 50 years. But thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a Bible handy. And this is Real Life Radio. Most of this last week, it was um, the week before, Thursday night, that we had the crazy ice storm. You remember? I'm from Chicago. So all day long Thursday, when they're talking about, we have to shut everything down, we all have to run south, somebody help us. I was mocking a little bit, okay? As you might have guessed. And just a little bit. I was just kind of, you know, the school was talking about, should we close down? And it was, you know, beautiful day. It was cool, but I'm like, dudes, shouldn't we, like, let there be a little snow before we shut everything down? You know, seriously. And, you know, everybody was talking about closing things and how long will we be shut down? Is it going to be the rest of February? What do we think? (laughs) And, you know, and... And I'm doing the whole, like, dear Lord, back where I came from, if it didn't have seven feet, we didn't even notice, you know. I was doing that whole thing. You love the people from up north who start getting on you about this, right? Well, they were all loving me, too. I had a couple little mocking posts on Facebook. I did one post that says, you know, oh, my gosh, there's light precipitation. I must run into somebody. Help me, you know. So Thursday night, a friend invites me to go hear Robert Randolph and the family band who are at Floor's Country Store out in Holotus. Robert Randolph and the family band are amazing, okay? Uh, I mean, just this killer R&B. I mean, they are just outside your mind, okay? So I'm like, in, Ryan, my son, he went with, we went, we had a great time. It was awesome. We had a blast. This friend with Ryan and I, we just had a great time. We come out after that, kind of, you know, we're just, and it has been raining for like an hour and a half, and it's 28 degrees out, and so the whole city is a piece of ice. And I'm like, well, where are the plows and the salt trucks? What's what's going on? So I got to get home. I live just on the southern edge of New Braunfels. I have to get from Helotus all the way there, and... They cut, shut down 1604, they shut down every major freeway, 10, 35, I think they, they shut down everything. And I'm just like, nice. Now I'm, I, I kind of laughed. I'm like, oh, there are some people laughing at me right now. <laughs> and so it took us over two hours to get home. And what was crazy is driving home, we see I, it, there were cars. And, and everybody's going slow, so there wasn't like anybody hurt. There were lots of cars hurt, Okay. They were everywhere, pile-ups. You'd see, and every single time, the, the, you'd hit a patch of ice, you'd know you're on ice, and you'd see people slam on those brakes, the car turns sideways, smash, you know. 
another car, a tree, telephone posts. I saw it all. Jones Malls were here. I had to go around, around 1604. Everything was closed off. Access Road was closed off because of a hill and people sliding and smashing into each other. Jones Maltzberger was a sheet of ice from like at the top of the hill down to Thousand Oaks Baptist up here. And I mean, the, there's a cop there and he goes, go at your own risk. <laughs> and I mean, here's a guy, one guy in a telephone pole, one guy in a tree. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm from Chicago. I can do this. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, thank God I was in my wife's car. I was in, Lori has a little front wheel drive Avalon. She has a front wheel drive Avalon, saved my tail. Had I been in my truck, oh, game over. And so I slid down this hill, and finally, after a couple hours, we made it home. But what killed me was people, when that, you hit that ice, and they'd slam on those brakes, which is exactly what you don't want to do. You've got to take your foot off the gas, and yes, you're going to slide a little bit, but at least you'll slide straight. <laughs> and I understand the problem. As soon as you feel out of control, the first thing instinctively you want to do is slam on that brake. And it's so contrarian... How's that for a transition? No, I'm just saying that's, that's not bad. It's so contrarian to say, I'm not going to put on the brakes. I'm going to feel out of control for a few moments until I get over this ice patch. And that was exactly what I started thinking about. I was kind of laughing because it's absolutely contrarian to think, okay, I'm going to just let this thing go on. I'm not going to steer away from it. I'm going to steer into the skid. I'm going to let the pull off the brake and pull off the gas. And that's exactly what contrarian wisdom is like. And that's what I want to talk about today, contrarian wisdom. Last week, we, we began this series. A contrarian is someone who just says, you know, I, I'm, I'm supposed to go a different direction. They're just someone who says the status quo isn't, isn't always the right way to go. A contrarian is someone who takes an opposing view. That's really it. That's what a contrarian is. And we saw Jesus is a contrarian. And one of the things he taught, he taught so much... To focus not on how things appear, but to focus on how things are. Because Jesus always goes past the external and goes to the heart, the inside. And every, anyone who's to follow Jesus understand the contrarian nature of this walk. A lot of you guys know my, my uh, biological dad is a folk singer, Irish folk singer. He was part of a group that was very influential in the whole 60s folk music revival that happened in Greenwich Village, New York. All kinds of musicians were there. And my dad's band was called the Clancy Brothers. And they, uh, they had this guy in Greenwich Village, this was the late 50s, early 60s, who was a fan. Okay? He was a big fan of their music. And he would come and listen to them, and he would take some of their music and rewrite it. His name was uh, Robert Zimmerman, was his actually given name. He would rewrite some of their music, and, and he kind of became friends, and he and my dad became these, these kind of buddies. They hung out a lot. And he'd come up to him. He called my dad, you know, because the Irish pronunciation of Liam is kind of Liam, Liam. And he, he, so he'd just go, Liam, hey, Liam, i, I got to play, listen to the song I wrote. And it's only got 47 verses. It won't take long, because this guy was a lyricist out of his mind. And we're going to be like, okay, i, I got to go, but, but okay, play the song. Most people, this guy couldn't sing like, like your typical singer, and most people looked at this guy and thought, uh, you know, he's just not, he's just offbeat. He's not, he's not your typical thing. I don't know if he's going to make it. But my dad was one who looked at him and go, no, 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 that guy has got something, man, his words, the lyrics. And the guy's name was, that his stage name that he chose was Bob Dylan. 
You've heard of him, maybe. And uh, Dylan obviously went crazy. I mean, he, he exploded, became international. And what, what some people don't know is in the late 70s, Bob Dylan, this amazing lyricist, and yeah, he's not the greatest singer in the world. He's a poet who plays the guitar and writes songs, but man, the guy's deep. He's got something to say. And in the late 70s, he made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. He didn't really stick long in the Christian music industry. The whole Sparrow record Christian industry thing didn't really connect with him. But he did a couple of albums that were totally Christian in, in their feel. And I'm telling you, he wrote some amazing songs. And he wrote a song that talked about the contrarian nature of his faith and how people kind of turned their back on him. And uh, I want to sing that for you. It's a, a fantastic song, and it's called... I believe in you. They asked me how I feel If my love is real how I know I made it through They look at me and frown Like to drive me from this town Don't want me around Cause I believe in you They show me to the door they don't come back no more Cause I don't be like they like me too And I, I walk out on my own A thousand miles from home But I don't feel alone Cause I believe in you I believe in you, even through the tears and the laughter. I believe in you, even though we be apart. I believe in you, even on the morning after. Ooh, when the dawn is near and new, and the night's disappearing, ooh. This feeling still here in my heart So down Let me drift too far Keep me where you are For I will always be renewed And that which you've given me today Worth more than I could pay matter what they see Cause I believe in you
turns to black I'm leaving you even when I be outnumbered May shake me, oh, though my friends will sick me, oh, even that couldn't make me go back. So don't let me change my heart, keep me set apart from all the plans they do pursue. And I, I don't mind the pain. Don't mind the driving rain I know I will sustain Cause I believe in you Cause I believe in you Cause I believe in you Yeah, that's I believe in you. Even Dylan in a very short amount of time, found out, I don't care who you are, you can be Bob Dylan, doesn't matter. You start following Jesus, you realize I'm finding myself in a contrarian way. I'm swimming upstream. And if I can play DJ for a second, Bob Dylan's I Believe in You comes from the 1979 album Slow Train Coming. As we've come to a short break to remind you, you're listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church right here in San Antonio, Texas. And if you'd like to learn more, we hope you visit the website reallife.org. And, of course, you're invited to visit the church, as we'll be right back in one minute with more from Pastor Sean Azaro and more of this message called Contrarian Wisdom. And this is Real Life Radio. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. River City's called A Church for Real Life, and we've been in San Antonio helping people discover the life they were meant to live for the past 13 years. I'd like to invite you to check out our new 1 p.m. service at our Redland campus. It's the same great music, practical biblical teaching, and ministry for all the kids, just at a new time for those who like to get a little later start on Sunday mornings. Another new feature of this service is translation headsets for our Spanish-speaking friends. River City Redland is located one-half mile inside of 1604 on Redland Road and jones Maltzberger. Our Sunday service times are now 8, 9.30, 11.15, and 1 p.m. River City is a multi-site church and also has campuses in New Braunfels and on the northwest side of San Antonio. Go to reallife.org for location and service times. We look forward to meeting you and helping you get connected with others on the road to real life. This is real life. Welcome back, and we return to Pastor Sean Azaro, River City Community Church, in this series called The Contrarian's Guide to Real Life, and this is Real Life Radio. The Apostle Paul wrote a letter uh, called Colossians. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn there? I want to begin at Colossians chapter 2 because... There were some teachers that were trying to take this church a different direction. They were trying to take them away, honestly, from the contrarian way. They were trying to take them away from the center being Christ Jesus, okay? Jesus was the center of everything. That was Paul's trying to teach him, and they're trying to pull him a different direction. So in Colossians 2, beginning of verse 2, Paul writes this. He says, My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart, the people in the church, may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The mystery. Our faith isn't some one, two, three step, A, B, C. There's a mystery. 
And he says it's found in Christ, and in him is hidden all wisdom and knowledge. I tell you so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. Skipping down to verse 8. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies, which depend on human traditions and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. In other words, another wisdom. He goes on to tell him all the fullness is in Christ. It's all about Jesus, life, salvation, everything. He says the world and its powers have been disarmed because of Christ. And then in verse 16, he picks up because of that reality. He says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. Don't let anyone judge you. In other words, it's wrong to let those religious critics be your judge. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you For the prize, such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen and his unspiritual mind puffs up with the notions. He's lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes it to grow. Echoes of the book of Ephesians. Verse 20, now listen to this. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why as though you still belong to it do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, These are all destined to perish with use because they are based on human commands and teachings. It sounds so much like what Jesus was saying about the Pharisees. They clean that outside of the cup, but they're missing the point, which is internal. Now listen, such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom. I like that phrase. It is possible for things to appear wise and not be wise. They indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. They're of no value because they miss the main point. They miss the whole thing. It's the appearance of wisdom versus the substance of wisdom. Now, Jesus, in his own life and ministry, describes the secret to walking in wisdom. He models it for us. Listen. John 12, 49 and 50 says, I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. This is Jesus Christ. You remember walking on water, raising the dead Jesus? And he says, I don't do anything on my own. I I got a different wisdom. I listen for the Father. And he leads me. I don't do anything on my own. He models the secret to real wisdom. But not only that, he says the same thing is available for you who will follow me. In John 16, verse 13, listen to what he says about the Holy Spirit, who we know resides in us when we put our faith in Jesus Christ and become followers of Jesus. He says, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, listen to what he'll do. He will guide you into all truth. He'll not speak on his own. He'll speak only what he hears, and he'll tell you what is yet to come. See, the source of wisdom is the Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus that we have in us. And that Spirit is available to every one of us. Here's the main point. If you're taking notes, write it down. Real wisdom is God's wisdom, and it's radically different from the world's wisdom. 
Would you say that with me? Real wisdom is God's wisdom, and it's radically different from the world's wisdom. That is such a basic point, but yet it's fundamentally practical, and it's one that we totally, absolutely miss. Real wisdom is God's wisdom, and it's radically different from the world's wisdom. You see, listen, and hear me on this. The world has a wisdom all of its own and is based on certain assumptions. Now, now here's the point. Um, we reject these ex- assumptions, and yet we accept the wisdom based on those assumptions. We reject their assumptions, but we will pattern our life after the wisdom that comes from those assumptions. The world has certain beliefs and assumptions that we say, no, 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 there is a different reality. There's something different. And the world's wisdom comes from their paradigm, their worldview, their framework. And we as Christians would say, well, we have a very different framework. And yet, when it comes to the regular stuff of life, money, houses, relationships, marriage, family, all the stuff that we handle every day, we pattern our behavior after the world who's building their wisdom on assumptions that we go, no, no, those aren't our assumptions. So we've got a disconnect. And it's killing us. God's wisdom is totally different. Real wisdom is God's wisdom, and it's radically different from the world's wisdom. A couple ways that that wisdom is different. Number one, wisdom sees what others don't see because it looks where others don't look. Wisdom sees what others don't see because it looks where others don't look. Everything we do is built on this idea. There really is a God, and He loves us, and He cares about us, and that has practical implications every single day. I believe in Him. My life is built on faith. The problem is most of the world's wisdom is built on fear. Stop and think about it for a minute. Most of what the world calls wise is fear-based. It's based on fear. And we are from a different framework. Scripture says perfect love casts out all fear. Jesus, the Word tells us routinely, fear not. We are not supposed to be driven or operating from a platform of fear. And yet that is exactly what the world's wisdom is really all about. One of the areas that that manifests is in the area of finances. Uh, that, and, and honestly, finances is a big deal. It's more than just your checkbook. Finances is how we provide for ourselves and how we protect ourselves. Think about it. Think about provision and security. We spend a lot of our lives thinking about finances and provision and protection. And the world's paradigm when it comes to finances is all based on fear. You want a classic example of this kind of paradox, this different way of looking at things. Think about our principle of the tithe, our stewardship understanding that says we believe God wants to be Lord of everything, so I take the first fruits, the first 10% of what I have, what I make, because I'm God's, everything I have is His, and I give that to Him. And then I have this fundamental belief He is real, and that I will do better, I will prosper more, I will get more done, I'll have more of an impact, I'll have more left over at the end off a of 90%, because I'm now in covenant with God, than I would have had over 100%. And the person in the world, you know, that's why 1 Corinthians, Paul says the wisdom of God seems like foolishness to the world. They're like, um, it's called math and 100% more than 90 every time. 
well, if there is no God, and if he really can't work on our behalf, and if he really doesn't empower us to have blessing in all the areas of our life, including finances, then I suppose that would be true. But we have a different paradigm. We truly believe that when we, we tithe, we covenant with God, and we, our finances becomes this illustration of a whole life, and then, then we have this confidence and faith to give God every area of our life, our relationships, our kids, our, our work, our career, all of it, because we go, oh my gosh, it's better off in his hands than it is in mine. But that's a totally different paradigm. That's a faith paradigm, not a fear paradigm. How about eternal versus temporal? The eternal versus the temporal. See, we recognize that the stuff here on earth is not the whole picture. It's very real. It's given by God. It's a blessing. It's part of our life, but it's just not the full extent of our life. We realize that we're not just dirt. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. That's our physical frame, but we recognize there is a part of us that makes us alive, that makes us real, that is eternal. You've been listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church, as next week we'll hear part two of this message called Contrarian Wisdom. But you're invited to visit reallife.org where you can download and podcast the entire message and series. You're also invited to visit River City Community Church, located at the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Redland Road, about a half mile inside Loop 1604 on the north side of San Antonio. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262. As Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church, and we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Real Life.